0: Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for tuning in as we talk about business, marketing, and growth with our customers.
1: This month, we sat down with John Cure of Cure's Ginger Beer to talk about their new brand and building a new ginger beer in Colorado, as well as some of their new seasonal flavors that they're introducing. Without further ado, this is our interview with John. Welcome to the show, John. It's really great to have you on this month. Um, you're, we've got John with Curie's Ginger Beer. And I know we heard a little bit about Curie's Ginger Beer in our video story that we filmed with you. But why don't you take it away, tell us a little bit about yourself and Curie's Ginger Beer.
0: Well, Megan, thank you for having me. I'm um, Really appreciate having me down and uh, letting me tell the story of Curie's Ginger Beer. Um, so kind of my background with things, I started, uh, actually I moved out to Colorado in January of 2010 and I was, uh, doing an internship at the airport in Greeley and, uh, i always been into craft beer and decided to start, uh, trying out home brewing and really got into, to home brewing my own beer and decided, uh, you know, I might want to change the course of my career path and decided to try to get a job at a brewery. And, uh, That eventually led me actually down here to Longmont where I uh, got a job for Left Hand Brewery and uh, started working for them as a bar back in their tasting room, worked in their tasting room for a couple years and then uh, transitioned into the uh, Northern Colorado sales position with Left Hand and ended up working there for five years prior to starting uh, my own company with our ginger beer. Um, so with that, just really wanted to, uh, always my goal was to start, um, a brewery in Colorado at, at some point, um, but as you may know, there's, there's a lot of breweries in Colorado. Oh yeah. And, uh, so it kind of came to me, I'd been making ginger beer at home and realized that a lot of the ginger beers out there just didn't meet my standards. Um, you know, a lot of corn syrup, natural artificial flavorings. We wanted to make a, a, a ginger beer with real ingredients.
1: Where you can actually taste the ginger over yes. the corn syrup.
0: Absolutely. So that was a big thing with ours. Uh, yeah, a lot of those are, you know, it's almost like canned syrup. They're just so, so sweet.
1: hmm That's great. Um, well, from what we heard a little bit in the story, too, is your family was really involved in coming up with the brand and very supportive of your venture into the world of starting a ginger beer company. How are they still involved and how did that influence the brand while you were getting started?
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, my entire family's uh, pretty involved. So as far as employees, it goes, it's um, uh, my father, uh, John, also John, myself, and then one of my good friends, uh, Blake. Uh, so the three of us pretty much do everything with it. Now my father is representing us in, Ch- in the Chicagoland area, uh, which is a new market that we just got into this past summer. Um, and then, uh, let's see, my, my mom was very involved with helping Gets Bailey, who is the dog that you see on the can. That's my old family dog. Uh, we got her when I was about ten years old, and so she helped with that. And then my wife Ashley, who was my fiance at the time, she's who actually developed our whole um, our, our can label and and designed uh, that whole aspect of things. So really got you know everyone involved with it.
1: That's a great way to start a business too. You need all the help you can get when you're brand new and jumping into something. Um, so it sounds like you've got some seasonal flavors in the mix. And you just had one this fall come out with raspberry, and now we've got cranberry that you've just introduced.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So um we wanted to kind of spice things up, if you will, with uh, something outside of, of just our normal ginger beer. And we realized that getting some feedback out there, a lot of people like putting... You know, different fruits or, or different flavors into their uh, their mule cocktails, um, but a lot of people didn't want to buy you know that the cheap vodka with just some flavoring in it. Um, so we decided, you know, let's continue on our path of using really great ingredients. So we started with the raspberry. Um, so we're using this really nice raspberry puree uh, from Oregon Fruit, and we're um, really happy with the flavor profile of that one. Um, we kind of. We, we were hoping to initially launch that sometime in the summer, uh, but things got a little bit busier on our front with just our regular ginger beer, so we kept pushing it back a little bit. But we were able to get it in for the fall and then now have the cranberry out for the holiday season. Um, and again, with the cranberry, we're using cranberry puree from Oregon Fruits, so uh, no, you know, uh, just flavorings or anything like that, actual cranberries going into that one. So.
1: Sounds delicious. And I know you source the ginger from Peru, how have you guys gone about finding the right ingredients, and what are some of the quality standards you look for in addition to natural ingredients?
0: Yeah, but our big thing with it was we wanted to have the best ginger available. Um, and I'll throw that back to my days at Left Hand uh, with their Beer Good Juju. Hmm. Um, we uh, kind of always realized that that was some of the best ginger around, so that's how I actually was able to tap into the source of this ginger. Um, so the ginger is all organically grown down in Peru, um, it's some of the best quality stuff. It's you, When you open it up, it's this bright yellow um, inside of it, and it just produces this really, really bright yellow juice. Um, And another cool thing is within the last couple months, we started actually juicing the ginger at our facility, whereas we were actually getting a juice for us here in Longmont and picking it up. But now everything's done in-house, which uh, to me just kind of has another element of our control over the process. And I honestly think our flavor profile is a little bit better just having it that much fresher with it.
1: Makes sense. Especially with ginger, it's one of those that you can really taste the freshness.
0: Yeah, and then there's just there's a lot of ginger out there. I mean, you know, it's grown all over the world, Um, but you know, being you know, finding the quality. You can, and something that we're going to actually juice. So you want to have something that's going to contain more juice and not just be very fibrous root where it doesn't juice well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the root we're using is, is a little bit on the younger side, smaller roots, not some of that big stuff that you would just see, you know, at the standard grocery stores. Um, you'd see some similar stuff to like ours at like Whole Foods or something like that. Okay. Kind of a really nice ginger going into it.
1: Nice. Um Well, and with these amazing new seasonal flavors and just the fantastic way that ginger beer has always paired with the mixed cocktail world... What about some of your favorite mixed drinks? Are there any holiday cocktails that you love to recommend to people or just love to drink yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always enjoy drinking our ginger beer, whether the flavored ones or just the regular one, over ice on its own as a nice non-alcoholic beverage. Um, but I will tell you, this whole, um, whole company was founded uh, upon uh, a cocktail of rye whiskey and ginger beer. Um, that was a drink of choice, and and some of my uh, coworkers that were on the sales team at Left Hand when we were doing team building events, we would like to enjoy that. And we always started with the cheap ginger beer at first, and that's kind of where I started making my own to bring to that. Okay. And um, so, so with that, um, rye whiskey and ginger beer is my, my classic go-to, just subbing out uh, from the classic mule recipe, subbing out that rye whiskey over vodka. Okay. Um but we've, we always kind of create some new recipes for the season. We had like an orange uh, cinnamon whiskey smash recipe for the fall. Uh, we've got our holiday mule, uh, curious holiday mule recipe for the, you know, Thanksgiving um, holiday season into, into December as well. And that one, we, we do our cranberry ginger beer. We do one and a half ounces of some vodka or gin. Um, you do frozen sugared cranberries as a garnish. And then a little bit of rosemary sprig, some lime, and some ice. And uh, yeah, you're going to mix all the, the yeah, excuse me, squeeze that lime into the, the cup. Get your mm-hmm. ice in there. Pour in that vodka or gin. Pour in your ginger beer. And then just garnish it with that, uh, those frozen cranberries and that rosemary. And you'll have an awesome, awesome holiday cocktail.
1: Sounds delicious, and it also sounds eye-catching. Yes. Something that would be fun to carry around at a party or a holiday gathering of any kind.
0: Oh, yeah, and those cranberry, uh, those sugar cranberries are a nice little treat for while you're enjoying your cocktail, too, and they look great, yes.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to be sure to actually put a copy of that recipe on our podcast page with this as well.
0: Sounds great. Um, Because
1: then everyone can come and find it and make their own version of the cures holiday meal. And given that it is a non-alcoholic beverage, that's a nice spot for you to be in because you can appeal to a wider range of ages and audiences because not everyone likes to drink even during the holidays. Um, other than drinking it just on its own, which it's delicious as its own beverage as well. Is there anything that you see people mixing it with or juices or any ways that... Um, you might find kids drinking it more than anything.
0: Yeah, and, and so we, you know, as far as our own promotions go, the vast majority of our accounts currently in Colorado are, you know, bars and restaurants and then mm-hmm. liquor stores. Um, so we set up and do little hand sale tastings, and— uh, you know, I think the youngest we've ever given a sample to is probably like a year and a half old and it's it's funny seeing the reactions on kids' faces. And um I remember one I was doing a tasting down in Boulder and the girls little girl's reaction, she's probably three years old and she's like, Mmm, spicy. <laughs> it's just, you know, so it's kinda of funny and like I come from the beer world, so yeah, I'm, I'm not used to being able to provide a sample to someone on the younger side of things. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's great because, you know, not only, you know, pieces to, use, it's we're half the sugar of, of the mass-produced ginger beers out there. So mm-hmm. uh, that and we're using cane sugar over corn syrup. So it's, you know, it, it, it's soda, but it's going to be a healthier alternative to some of the sodas that are out there, um, mm-hmm. real ingredients in ours. So, you know, that— you know, someone that's more on the health conscious side that's going to win them win them over. Uh, so pr- providing you know a nice you know healthier soda, if you will, uh, for kids and then also for people that that don't drink. It's you know it's you can have a mocktail with it. You can do mm-hmm. you know these cranberries over ice, you know, and and have yourself a nice tasty beverage while you're at a party, even if you don't want to be drinking alcohol too. So I think that's a nice important side of it as well.
1: That's a great quality to have, and it's a Great way for you to be able to spread your distribution centers as well, I imagine, because you don't have to only sell in a liquor store or a bar. You can also sell in places like boutique food markets and places like that.
0: Yes, and that's, you know, some of our current accounts right now are those uh, boutique grocery stores. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice thing in Colorado that we have a lot of Local mom and pop run businesses, and that allows someone like me with the smaller company to go in and, and talk to someone that's directly involved with with the buying, and get those placements in stores mm-hmm. like that. And uh, that, yeah, it's a great it's been a great thing for us to help grow our brand over this last year.
1: That is great. Nice connections there. Speaking of growing your brand over the last year, or so let's pivot a little bit to marketing and adver- marketing and advertising. What are some of your strongest channels for getting the word out and building awareness for cures? I know you, go, you do tastings. Um, how does that work into the mix as well?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, a big aspect of our whole thing is just getting out there and pouring samples for people. And and that is the benefit of it being non-alcoholic. We don't have to rely on, you know, set tasting hours that liquor enforcement would give a store um, in order to taste mm-hmm. beer or wine or spirits. Um, so we can, you know, anytime we're at a store, we can pour samples of it because it's non-alcoholic. So that's a great thing. And there's nothing like you know, someone tasting our product and enjoying it to be able to sell it. Um, you know, if you were just at the store promoting it, but you couldn't give someone a sample. Now it's you relying on, on you know, their hope that it is a good product and them to take a chance and buy it. So mm-hmm. this way, they at least get to try it out first, and and that's been a very important thing for us. And just getting, you know, because. Uh, to me, our product, you know, the taste does sell it. I think, um, you know, it's it's unique on the market as far as flavor profile. Um, and to me, that's because it, it tastes like real ginger and fresh ginger and as opposed to syrup and, and, you know, different spices or artificial natural flavors.
1: Mm-hmm. And it really does. You can taste the ginger in there, but it still has a very good sweetness to it. So it's a perfect blend, at least in my opinion. I'm a ginger beer drinker as well. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, and we know you use some stickers, and they've got a great design. How have those helped in the initial branding and building up Curie's ginger beer?
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone loves stickers, It's that's the bottom line. Um, you see stickers on, you know, what, at least 50 to 60% of the cars in Colorado, I'd say. Um, so. To me, it, you know, it was a no-brainer. Um, as a sales rep for Left Hand, I would always pass out our, our stickers when I was doing events or tastings. Uh-huh. Um, it's a great way to engage people by giving them a sticker, um, and it's, you know, it's a little bit of an icebreaker right there. Um, and when we're doing tastings or events like that, we we'll always leave some stickers on the table for people to grab, and, you know, it's it's something— it's a, that keeps them at your at your table for maybe five seconds longer while they're contemplating that decision to actually buy your product and then help you make that sale. Um, not only that, but then they're going to go home and put that sticker on their car or toolbox or, or beer fridge or whatever. And, you know, you're 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 giving them a lasting impression of your brand um, to not only them, but everyone else that, that sees it.
1: Mm hmm. And I have to say, one of the things that I've always noticed about the Curious Ginger Beer sticker is how it is shaped like the can of ginger beer. And what made you choose that as the custom shape, and has that helped in your mind of helping to build up the sales or brand awareness for your product?
0: Yeah, for, for us, I think that was—we wanted the sticker to look like the product we're selling. And, um, you know, our, our product is strictly sold in a 12-ounce can— um, so, we figured why not just make the sticker look exactly like what we're selling so you have product recognition right away mm-hmm. when, when people see it. Um, yeah, We started originally before we even had cans or anything with just the, the standard round stickers, and so those were awesome, and you know they, they definitely serve their purpose. But to me, we might as well have that brand correlation and recognition, uh, recognition of the sticker to exactly what our can looks like that we're selling
1: helps build an image for people to recognize it in the store, too, I imagine.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: And have to say, the logo, which you mentioned was your family dog, Bailey, is also a really great part of that sticker because it brings personality and a different type of imagery that people will probably connect with in addition to seeing it as a can of ginger beer
0: oh yeah and yeah again like everyone loves stickers most people love dogs um, i people come up to me at a tasting and say they're gonna buy it anyways just because of the logo and uh so that's awesome i mean bailey was a sweetheart she'd get the paper for you every morning so it's awesome that that she lives on now as as our logo and, and represents our brand so
1: Great thing, great person or animal, family member to have represent your brand. Um, let's see, in addition to all of these amazing flavors that you've got coming out, we've got cranberry that you just introduced, and got a seasonal for spring and summer that you're going to be coming out with as well.
0: Yep, so um, we'll be looking at, um, most likely we're going to be producing a blood orange uh, ginger beer for the springtime, and then we're going to roll back into the, the raspberry for the summertime then.
1: Nice. Nice. What else do you have planned for Curious Ginger Beer? Any events that you're gonna be people can come find you at or big moves?
0: You know, our, our kind of current goals for um, you know for the holiday season and all that is is trying to, you know, is to be the the holiday ginger beer we want uh people to be making these awesome nice cocktails whether they're flavored whether they're just straight up um you know the moscow mule style um and then for the goals for the future we're going to look at expanding our distribution uh footprint uh we love colorado but you know we want to grow outside of it as well um with with that we launched into the chicagoland area which is actually where i grew up as suburbs of chicago so it just kind of made sense for that to be where we really pursued next but uh yeah, we'd like to be in Wyoming. We'd like to kind of, um, you know, fill in some of the states that are around Colorado, mm-hmm. as well as filling in some of the, around the Midwest by uh, by Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, all that. Um, you know, Moscow meals are very popular around the country right now, and and we think we can one-up what people are currently drinking with, with so, uh, a better ginger beer for them.
1: Yep, and, you know, when you when it comes down to a good cocktail or mocktail, it's really about the ingredients. And when you start with quality ingredients, you're probably just going to enjoy your drink that much more. So I think that's great. More states need to experience what good ginger beer is. Um, sorry. Well, why don't we have you give, the, give everyone information on how to find you, if there's any social channels that you want people to come and check you out on, and Where's your website, how do they find you?
0: Yeah, so um, our website is CuriousGingerBeer.com and we've got a little ginger beer finder around there that uh, basically maps out all of our accounts throughout Illinois and Colorado currently. Um, so, you can go on there. We've got recipes on there. You'll also find links to our Instagram and our Facebook pages. Uh, we like to run uh, little, you know, giveaways on Facebook every once in a while, whether we're giving away some copper mugs or shirts and stuff. So, always look out for that. Um, and then our, the other thing is, if if your favorite store doesn't carry us, please ask them to. Um, you know, that's that, that really helps get that sale that much quicker when when their customers are actually asking for it too. So, don't be afraid to to ask your store to carry us if they don't have it.
1: That is a great tip too, because you won't always know what stores you should be into unless you've got people letting you know they want you in their area. Absolutely. All right. Is there anything else that you would love for the audience to know?
0: Yes, abs- actually, one thing. Uh, we say it on our can a couple times, but our, our ginger beer is unfiltered, and, and we're using real ingredients in there. And ginger likes to settle out over time. So our, our slogan is invert and enjoy. So just give that can a quick flip upside down before you open it up. Gets all that beautiful ginger into solution, and you'll be ready to to rock and roll with your cocktails.
1: All right, that. Perfect tip. Got to make sure you're drinking the Curie's ginger beer the right way so you get all of those delicious flavors from start to finish. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you go out and find yourself some Curie's ginger beer. Try it in your favorite cocktail or mocktail this season. And thank you for listening.
0: That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. If you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon podcast at checkout
1: to take 20% off your first
0: item.